All right, everybody. This is episode, I think it's 101, actually. Really? No, I thought <laughs> um, we're past 100. You sure? I don't know. I forget. We'll say it's 101, but it might not be. I thought I double-checked the other day on YouTube, and it was it said 100. But anyway, uh, yeah, dude. Fucking, we haven't caught up in a couple months. Yeah. Everything's been busy. Summer pretty much got absolutely wrecked <laughs> from <laughs> lockdowns and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's understandable. Plus, uh, there was a lot going on. But uh, yeah, it's good to be good to be back chatting about Bitcoin and about macro stuff. Um, yeah, have have you been, dude? Good. You're right. This is a 101. No way. <laughs> was I, I was right? Yeah, you're yeah. right. I, I thought I thought we passed. I knew we hit a hundred. I just I thought we passed through. I guess not. Yeah. I guess yeah, we, we survived. I remember we talked about a hundred for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Now it's now it's down to a thousand. It's only it's only gonna be a ten x longer. Dude, I think it took like two full years. I think one of our first recordings was December 2018. Yeah, no, yeah, our first was like December, yeah. late November. Yeah, um, no, <laughs> yeah, dude, a lot's happened in two years. Jesus, we've been talking about a lot of stuff, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a cr- lot has happened in two years. It's crazy how <laughs> how much has you know happened between now and then. From the because I mean, well, end of 2018 was the bottom basically. That was when we hit 3,000. That was like the washout. We started moment, at like. the bottom. Yeah, yeah. It, we yeah. started literally at the bottom of the washout phase. Where we're just like, okay, here we are. <laughs> Pilot episode <laughs> two years ago. Let's see. No, it's it's over two years old. December 8th. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. This one actually took me a really long time to edit. I remember, like, I put so much time Pilot into episode. editing. It was the first. It was like the first. That's crazy. Video. I spent so much time on it. It was like such a, such a waste of time. Now we just throw it on the yeah. screen, record, do a couple things, and uh, it makes life a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's definitely different. I mean, you know, we started down here, and you can see the screen. Yeah. You know, and you know, <laughs> we're, okay, so we're up five hundred percent pretty much since the day we started recording. Yeah. And I think that is, uh, one, it's unbelievable. It, I totally expected it probably when we were first recording. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the bear market's over and then we're just going to pump for the I next mean, we year. did. I mean, I guess like about 2019. Did, but, and, yeah. 20, and, and we talked about this. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but 2019, no, no, no. how this, it was the same effect we noticed. I mean, I know the alts didn't pump as much, but Bitcoin basically hit 14,000 and there was no, um, you know, euphoria really. I mean, in the crypto sphere, you know, in, in crypto Twitter land where it's, you know, a couple hundred people talking at most. Yeah, there was euphoria, but nowhere else, you know what I mean? And I've seen a little bit this time, but it's different. We've, we've been at basically 18 to 19 or basically 20K for what, three weeks now? It's been a while. Yeah, I think it's actually been three full weeks with like being at or around. Yeah, uh, 26 days pretty K. much, something like that. It's been a while. I mean, yeah, we had a, we had a dump or two here, but really, we've been up in here for since mid November. Yeah, it's actually pretty surprising because in the entire month of October, and I was like in San Diego just for like uh, working remotely and stuff like that, hanging out there, and I was hanging out with uh, with my buddy who lives down there, and the price was ranging in that. It had just popped back up to maybe 10k, 11k, and it was hanging out there all month. And and the whole month we were like, yeah, man, maybe you know 7k, we'll get a little dip here, and you know load up a little bit more. And then we went up 100% from there, pretty much. Yeah, like no. very quickly. It's almost unbelievable how uh, quickly that happened. And even I, I know like crypto Twitter and everybody in our in a very small circle of people is like pretty excited right now, but. I still don't think in normie land anybody oh, no. has a clue. So I, it's still pretty, 
it's super early in my opinion in terms of like FOMO. I have one no. coworker who's like has a little FOMO, uh, but you can feel it when everybody's talking about it. We're, I don't even think we're close to that yet. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would say there is more institutional, larger money, you know, net worth, higher net worth in individual interests. Like I personally know someone now who recently bought like a substantial position in Bitcoin not too long ago. And obviously they did pretty well. Like they bought, you know, in the September bottom area or something like that. And they even just buying spot, obviously you can imagine pretty well. Um, and it's, there's definitely more interest. And I guess, as you would say, the Lindy effect, it's, it's here to say, it's like, you know, there's, there's high net worth people who kind of get, they understand markets probably a little more because they have more time around that stuff than, you know, people who don't, you know, look at markets as much and they like, okay, well, it's back at 20 K or it's back at this price and it's not dead, you know? So the interest levels there. And I think, uh, you know, the end of December, see where we close this year. If we close this year above 20 K, uh, all bets are off to what, you know, 2021 will be with, you know, Bitcoin and, and as they say, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. So who knows what that means for shitcoin land? Uh, it could get very interesting to say the least. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Um, it can get really interesting as soon as we start getting back over um, that new all-time high. You know, in the in that twenty k range, twenty one k, where twenty k feels like support. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how long that takes. Whatever happens, it feels like. Um, well, today it feels like we're so close to breaking 20k. It's like you just need one more push um, <laughs> yeah, to get really, over there. But yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, we went up so fast in uh, in like literally 30 days. Just really took off 80 percent, 90 percent. So like I, I can I understand um, the thoughts around you know being cautious, a pullback, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I don't think Michael Saylor's convinced <laughs> that we're going to get all that much of a pullback because he's getting ready to buy. Uh, somebody did the math the other day. He's, uh, you know, we can talk about this, but he, he's taken on another 650 million in debt, convertible bonds. And he's going to, he's said flat out, I'm going to buy Bitcoin with with 600 million of it. <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't think he was it 600 he or 400 he bought. So the original offer oh, was original for 400 and then it was oversubscribed it. pretty much sure. because so so many people want one in on it. Yeah. So it now it's up to 650 million uh I think he's going to take 600 million by bitcoin with it and the interest rate that he owes is like 0.77% and he has the option to uh, after five years, notice he picked five years. I, I'm pretty sure it's five years um, to get himself over one more having and one more bull cycle. Like his timing of uh, when when the bonds come due is uh, brilliant. Um, and I, I somebody did the math as as long as Bitcoin goes up at least six percent between now and five years from now, it was a, it was a smart move for him to do. <laughs> so yeah. it's like when you think about it that long term, it's like it it feels like a sure thing. Um, which every is like famous last words, I guess, and in, in this kind of stuff. But um, this kind of mentality of uh, <laughs> taking on debt to acquire like a better asset um, is just fascinating. And I think it begins to set that floor uh, of like this is kind of where we are from here, right? There's a there's new players in town who are curious about Bitcoin, who are interested. Uh, Mass Mutual bought a hundred million dollars worth. If you get this consistent kind of demand on more of a go forward basis, and this is just the beginning, uh, I, I could see where 
where it seems less likely that we're going to go down below 20 K at whenever that time comes, just because it'll be, it'll be bought up so quickly. I, yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, I just look at this, you know, um, we're printing on the two week candles. We're just printing here. I mean, it's, and, and again, and maybe I'm wrong here, maybe we go down, but it, it, it feels much different, but there's not FOMO and it's just staying there. And like people know, like, I just have this feeling that people know it's you know it's it's time to go through. Um, that's that's the way I look at it at this point. I mean it's, and I hate you know I hate to say it because there's been times where I've had more Bitcoin, but like it's fucking, it's it's ready to go. So I'm I'm coming from a even more unbiased. I'm coming from a less biased position than you probably. Uh yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, I've kind of you know I've been waiting for this. Nah, I mean, it's like, yeah, you've been yeah. waiting for this a while. I mean, this is this is. Yeah, it's been, it, and it's been a totally different. Um, you know, I I've decided it just wasn't worth me trying to trade this time yeah. and do anything like that. It's been, I, I'm I'm not very good at it. I think more of my strengths are, you know, maybe identifying trends. I I take a look at Bitcoin. I look at everything around me. And I'm like, well, it seems like I want something that's. Um, it seems like it's the most scarce of, of things. I totally get wanting gold. I totally get wanting real estate. I totally get um, wanting wanting to hold Bitcoin. So it's more like the the most profitable thing I can do is probably just make as much money as I can and like buy as much uh, Bitcoin as I can, like physically and mentally stomach, <laughs> and and just kind of go from there, right? Because you know. It, if you save up enough and you, you like you think about Bitcoin as that long term saving account, it's like, all right, you take a couple hundred bucks here. It's like, all right, I'm not going to need this for five more years, 10 more years. Boom, boom. And you're just, you know, stacking sats uh, after a long enough period of time. We've been recording this podcast for two fucking years and it was it was totally worth it because it kept me engaged, interested, learning, studying shit posting making memes and and like all of a sudden i like you know i acquired more bitcoin than i thought i'd ever have and it was just really normal and natural like i was just going to save that money anyway in cash so to me it ended up working out and hopefully there's vindication right it's like oh we're so close to 1920k if we could just pop over that um and everybody was like oh bitcoin's cool again it's uh it's not di- it's not going to just die and uh roll roll over maybe there's something mo- more to it um yeah that would be that would be awesome no i would, i would um one thing i think everyone could say is that that march craziness you know when when everything dumped that would have been if there was a time just to be buying spot like crazy it was the, that week or two in the mid march there man that was the uh i mean pretty much a trade of the year when you think about it, for the most part, I don't think anything's performed that well. I mean, there's been a few stocks here and there, like I've seen Overstock or some altcoins that have outperformed Bitcoin, but um, from a more stable, liquid, long point, long term standpoint, I don't think there's a better investment from the bottom yeah. here. Yeah, like, I mean, and it seems like more of a no brainer kind of thing. It's like, all right, if you if you're you're gonna bet on the space, you just be like, eh, I'll just buy some Bitcoin and hang on to it for a little bit. Like that's kind of all the the tide lifts all boats you might as well be in the biggest boat or whatever like i i get the logic now that other people even people who weren't even interested in bitcoin who are now hearing it starting to be more talked about oh why are all these you know brilliant macro investors starting to take a position that's a little weird and they try to think about it a little bit more and uh, they'll help them come to that conclusion much faster when smarter people around them are like buying in right 
people need that. Um, they need to see people they respect jumping into that space before they might come to that conclusion on their own. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's one of those things where it's it's a conviction thing and kind of just understanding the history of money, um, things like that, and just the I don't even know the nature of the situation. I mean, we can look around and say since we started recording this podcast, things have gotten much shittier. I'd say. I mean, I can't, and same with you, cannot even like just go out to. I mean, at least I can't go out to a bar right now and get a drink or go out somewhere to eat. Like things are different for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, think about it. Like, since we started recording this podcast, things have just gotten out of control. I mean, this is the exact environment you would think a Bitcoin, a gold, a owning real estate would thrive in. You know. Yeah, I I think that's a good point. I think it's uh, it's showing uh how how valuable, how useful it is. I think Bitcoin's usefulness will be so obvious over the next couple of years. Um, and in hindsight, it'll be like, ah, you know, 2020, I, I really should have seen that coming. I, I, I totally get why you'd want to have the ability to have something that stores wealth or is that, that is valuable. That's easy to, um, relatively easy to hang on to, um, it, not complicated in the sense that, uh, if you decide you want to just save in Bitcoin, that's kind of, it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to save a certain percentage. That's kind of it. You don't need to think about it. If you're investing in other things, it becomes like kind of just an easy thing, um, to end up, to end up doing. But I think, um, I don't know, once you kind of get over that, it, uh, it all starts making a lot more sense and it'll be a big driver into the narrative of, um, 2021 right now. The the fact that people even say fiat on television yeah. is like a sign to me that we're that we're heading in the right direction. The virus is in spreading. In 2017, people didn't even say that. Yeah, and nobody 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 said it. And now it's you know oh things have really, changed. Really common to talk about. So I I think it just you know in hindsight it'll be very very obvious that you're going to want to hang on to something um, scarce and and for for young people. Like if, if you're you, right, let's say you bank a hundred, a hundred K or whatever, uh, over the next year. And you're like, all right, I want to store that wealth somewhere. You might want to buy some real estate, right? That seems like an obvious thing. It's like, oh yeah, let me buy some land, uh, or a nice house or a property in a desirable location. And I'm going to park that there. But the difference is for me, I'd need to make so much, uh, in order to put enough money down to be able to afford a, a place that's like a, like a really nice place. These mortgages are a lot on a million dollar home. Yeah. You need a, a significant amount of income. So once you convince yourself that hmm, maybe I don't actually want to do that, like the easiest thing you can end up buying is just Bitcoin. And uh, I think no, that I, narrative will just change eventually. Like it, it seems crazy, insane to the average person to be like, you want me to save my wealth into what? Like you want me to take yeah. 10%, 20% and put it where? But I, I think in hindsight, it'll just be really obvious. Like that's just honestly the easiest it's easy thing. And that, it's liquid. Oh, it's super liquid, dude. You can, People don't you can sell as much as you want from your, yeah, from your cell phone and the streets of like Turkey, if you need to get rid of something. Like it's liquid 24, 7, 365, doesn't care about bank closures, nothing like that. There's uh, liquidity in almost every single other currency. Also, like <laughs> if you're in a if you're in a pinch and you're in a different country, uh, and you have a little Bitcoin on your uh, on your wallet, and you need to get cash, um, you almost can now 
in, in the worst cases of scenarios. But yeah. that that twenty four seven liquidity is just it's it's different than all other assets. And I just think that will it's super useful to have that. Yeah, and <laughs> it's it's really useful. And onto your house point, people don't even think about this. Is like when people when you buy a house or something and you're gonna go live in it. Like the amount of money you're gonna to have to spend on just other stuff you don't think about, whether it's like utilities, um, you come in, and I'm not saying you don't pay utilities, but like just on bigger homes, stuff like that, uh, utilities. Then you start talking about furnishing stuff, things that are broken, when you talk about plumbing, just little fixing things. Your down payment, then just add another down payment because that's what you're gonna probably put into the house after. And And here's the thing about real estate that people don't think about and what makes it so different than Bitcoin. And Michael Saylor did a great job of convincing me of this. I was actually, every Bitcoiner is fucking around on Trulia right now, looking at properties in Texas or other places like, hmm, if I need to set up shop in Wyoming or Texas or whatever, if shit hits the fan, yeah, let me let me check out some million, $2 million places. The, uh, the property taxes on like a $2 million property in Austin, Texas with like a decent amount of land, it was like $4,000 a month in property taxes. So you're you're buying this asset to store wealth, but then at the same time, it's bleeding because you have to pay $4,000 a month just for the right to own it because it's an IOU to the state people, pretty much. People right? don't think about that. That's, there's, it, it, that's a perfect it, example it, of property taxes. It, I, I was, it, that was one thing I forgot to mention. So yeah, it's like yeah. There's the there's the maintenance of like you know the cost to like use the use the home. You know that's fine. But in nice areas, dude, you're getting oh, dude, it's just eye gouging. Even in in like New Jersey, um, you have like a like a million dollar place. It's like twenty five thousand dollars a year in in property Ah. taxes. It's it's significant to the point where. I might as well not own it because if you if you have enough money and you're buying expensive shit, but it costs you a lot just to maintain it, it's bleeding all the wealth yeah. out of it, right? Because you're going to end up paying it all out in property taxes. So unless you have a significant income and it's like you just want right. to be able to live like that, which is totally cool, I think eventually more people come to the conclusion that like that almost doesn't make sense. If you have a budget of say $3,000, $2,000 a month for like – your your a roof over your head expenses utilities or whatever and you have you've accumulated enough wealth you might just want to keep that wealth in bitcoin because it's tax deferred you're mm-hmm. not going to owe on it until you get rid of it for something and you don't have to pay annually to hold it like you do with property so like it's allowing you to defer all those taxes to the future so then if in five years or ten years you want to do something with it you can sell as much as you need be able to pay the capital gains tax and then you can deploy it. But if you were to do it up front and you're just like accumulating little properties or whatever, you're just accumulating all these tax liabilities every fucking month and it's draining the whole store of value out of it because you, you, you owe the tax every year. Yeah. I was going to add on to that. Um, it's one thing, you know, there's people do not think about that uh, aspect of just the property taxes. And um, I was going to mention on top that the, you know, having income, because obviously if you get to a certain net worth, like tens and tens of millions, as long as you're not stupid with your money, you'll be fine. You know, if you can if you can make 5% a year, you're fine. And obviously it's it's tougher than it used to be when you had higher interest rates. You know, you get a, 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 a good bond and you get 4 or 5% and that's, you know. Yeah, you could, ha- you could save a million dollars. And dude, Sailor talks about this. You could save a million bucks, earn 5% on it, 
and live a very frugal but meaningful existence yes. on 50 grand a year, right? And he his point was you could do that 10 years ago. Like that wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. And now the cost of the same bond is like five times as much as it was before yeah. or, or 10 times. So you, or, or no, no, it was more than that. I think he said you need to put now a $20 million bond will give you $50,000 instead of a million dollar bond. That's so like insane. that's that's the real inflation. Like yeah. the cost of of an annuity or a bond that pays you um uh, you need to have so much more capital to get that same amount. And that's why everything sucks pretty much cuz you could work hard Money is free. Yeah, there, you could work is... hard accumulate a million bucks I mean, and think, and live wait, off the Wait, interest. we didn't even talk about this. I mean, when we started the podcast, at least the government wasn't giving out free money left and right. I mean, this year has yeah, been a tragic true. flaw of free stimulus money to people and to businesses. And the PPP thing was just full of fraud. I mean, people left and right just taking lo- getting loans of hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, and just scamming the you know government basically because the government doesn't do any due diligence. I mean, and I know it sounds tragic when they say oh, we shouldn't give them free money, but if you if you understand like the history of money, if you understand sound money, you just can't do that. It's it's devaluing the currency you have in your pocket. It's devaluing the money you have in your bank account. Um, like we were talking about something, I think I'm pretty sure, or like or maybe it was someone else I was talking with. Like the value of stocks has only just went up basically with the monetary base for the last decade for the most part. Obviously, there's there's ones that have outperformed. You know, there's stocks that have went up 30, 40 times since the financial crisis, but for the most part. When you look at like indexes, indices or whatever, they've they've tracked like the expansion of the money supply. Exactly right. It, it, just leaving your money in the market um, and in those index funds, like it's you're just, basically just keeping up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then you and and you owe tax on the gains, which is the funny part. So it's probably it's like almost net negative, um, even though I guess you'd rather have your wealth appreciate. Um, yeah. It with, with the rate of inflation or expansion of the money supply, but versus getting <laughs> wrecked. <laughs> yeah, but that's where it's like, you know, you need to have hindsight with that kind of stuff. It's like, oh yeah, now in 2012, I should have just been buying Apple the whole time, or Google, yeah. or Amazon, or whatever. It was hard to see at the time, I guess, unless you're Michael Saylor, or like a brilliant tech investor. But it, but in hindsight, it's really obvious. And honestly, Bitcoin's <laughs> going to be no different. It'll be super obvious in hindsight. It's going to be too useful. Everyone's going to understand uh, the arguments. They'll be able to convince themselves why it's so good. Because when numbers go up, people want to buy it and make money. The whole, you know, get rich quick, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's very enticing. The number go up technology is, <laughs> it, it sells itself. It, it really does. Yeah, no, it's uh, quite incredible to see this. And then again, I mean, Apple's an example of a stock that's just outperformed. I mean, it's up 44 times from the financial crisis lows. So it's, you know, quite impressive, you know, feat. But again, how much more can a company at $2 trillion expand? It's for it to double, it has to go to $4 trillion now. People don't think yeah. about that. It's getting insane. Kind of yeah, and especially uh, if, if the expectation is... <laughs> Yeah, two trillion. It's, un- it's yeah, unbelievable. Over. Dude, it, it, and we just like act like okay. See, the problem is we say two trillion. No, it's two point zero eight one trillion. It's it's, tw- it's two thousand eighty one billion. Like that's the problem. We've gotten to the point where we just discard the last eighty one billion. We're like two trillion, and it's another eighty one billion dollars, dude. That's insane. Right. 
it is. And uh, it just even just a year ago, I, I remember it's like, man, you're getting close to the first trillion uh, trillion dollar Can't go companies. And, yeah. And you almost didn't think it's like, ah, like that can't do all that much. And, and it did. It just really kept going. It's it's extraordinary. But I think now that the people are tossing around trillions and it's not that big of a deal anymore, which is, which is absolutely absurd that, that it's not weird to throw around trillions is that, um, it just leaves so much room on the table, I think for other things to, to grow as well. Like, you know, Bitcoin being, being one of them, obviously it won't be, it sounds insane now to talk about it as a, as a, you know, $400 billion asset. But I mean, I, I guess in another five years, it won't be that crazy when it's a, you know, trillion dollar plus okay. asset. It, it, but it sounds crazy now. But it's uh, everything's a trillion. Crazy now. speculative thought. We've printed six green two week candles since last year. There wasn't one red green or two week or two month candle. Excuse me. Look at that. Even that. Even that dump. Look at that. Like once that happened, it was like, oh shit. Remember that? That close. I remember the day. We were yeah, just like fucked. <laughs> it's like what? Because I mean, it was the, the you know it was the end of the world. Everything puked and. Um, I mean, yeah. Shit, when was they, the last time that happened? They printed eight. Yeah, printed eight from September of 2016 up to there. So I mean, even if we oh, pr- wow. even if you print two more candles, that's four months from here, and you still have 18 days left here. I mean, I'm not. I'm just going to speculate here, but I mean that 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 could be the 30k push. Now, uh, easy. I, I think there's something else to talk about. What were how many two month uh, green candles were there in that summer of 2016 leading up to 2017? Not not much. It really wasn't. Look, so it goes one, two, three, four, five red candle, and then it's here where you get it. You get it from September 2016 onwards. Mm. So you can see, like you see that close there. That was pretty much it. Seeing the March. Yeah. And the next candle's big, you know. Right. Mm, it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's it's quite incredible. And uh, I'm more speculative, but yeah, it's it's going to get interesting here. Um, I think even just watching, like, the, the six-month close, like, you're going to be... That's pretty fucking bullish. I, I don't know how to, else to put it right there. Especially if you... if At the end of the year, if we close on December 31st, at 7 p.m. Eastern time, at, uh, you know, above 20K, that's going to be, like, retard yeah. bullish. That's the only word I can use that can, comes to mind right now. I mean, it's it's going to look pretty ridiculous, to say the least. Yeah, I guess we've got a little over two more weeks to kind of let things play out. And you, you know Sailor's buying uh, $600 million worth in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure he's going to do whatever he can to squeeze that in. And the, the weird thing about that is everybody knows about it. So it, you know, you're free to speculate on that information it's public you know like you know that this guy is buying another 600 million worth and you have the opportunity to uh um to you know kind of do whatever you want with that information i decided to stack a little bit of sats that that seemed like a reasonable thing to do uh but it, it I just fear that this gets more consistent and we're in the first quarter of 2021. You're getting another micro strategy announcement, either taking out more debt or, well, it's that time of the quarter again. We're sweeping our excess <laughs> operating uh, uh, cash that we don't need anymore. If we're going to buy X amount of Bitcoin to move it onto our treasury. 
all of a sudden the narrative continues. Oh, we've got this entity who's going to be doing million-dollar, multi-million-dollar DCAs on a quarterly basis and potentially issuing more debt uh, consistently. That starts to build into uh, the the whole narrative that continues the the push and the momentum forward, in my opinion. Yeah, it's we're we're due for interesting times. And again, um, when you look at, I always like to look at the breakout from in twenty sixteen. It took a while. Like I think I told you the other day, it yeah. took like seventy days. Once it kind of touched the top, I mean, it took seventy. And even then, you went up above, dumped back down below the former twenty fourteen or end of twenty thirteen top, and then you know, and again, right there from thirteen thirteen hundred down to you know high eight hundreds. I mean, that's a 25% uh, pullback. That's a lot, you know, They're well over that 30%. I mean, so it just, and I'm playing hypothetical here. I mean, if, if let's say when 25 K, they could pull back to 17 K for all, you know, and people be right. fucking losing their minds. Part of my language. But I mean, that would be a major pullback, you know, it'd be eight grand pullback. And imagine someone buys one Bitcoin. Now they're down eight grand on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the the round numbers, especially as you're above twenty thousand, and like um, just in the last twenty four hours, we saw like a thousand dollar swing in one direction upwards, <laughs> yeah. and like nobody nobody cared, nobody said anything because on a percentage basis, it's not, it's not it's not it's not that much anymore. So, you know, people are calling thousand dollar swings. It's so volatile and this and that. It's just bigger, and the the absolute dollar amount moves will make headlines, but on a percentage basis, it might not be all that crazy. And on the flip side, as Bitcoin grows, and those instances where you do get, say, 10% pullbacks now, 15% pullbacks, maybe even a 20% pullback, a 20% pullback from 50K, only people who were around in 2017 will have hands strong enough to kind of deal with that in my in my opinion even i'll probably be going fucking nuts <laughs> like, <laughs> like watching the pullback yeah. from like 50k to something um you know no. to go from you know a 50k no. to a 40k people or to a 30k no, it's like people have no the, clue i don't yeah. mean, i don't even cut you off but people like even though i was somebody like um people of my place the other night and somebody had like was betting on a basketball game and he lost and it was like and we we asked what his wager was, and it was like fifteen bucks. And I was like, I was like, you have no clue, you have no clue, <laughs> because yeah, like people, I mean. you know, like a lot of people, you know, when you have like serious money or you know, you put a lot of eggs in the basket and you have it on the line, it's a whole mother, uh, you know, I mean, even shit, the fucking march from ten thousand three hundred, you know, in two weeks to thirty six, thirty five. I mean, it was that was ridiculous. Like it just went. I mean, and it was all like the one day we dropped basically 40%. They're yeah, well over it. It might have been a 50%. Yeah. Because it basically carried into the next day. So, I mean, it was a 50% swing in 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. In 24 hours, it was, I, I believe it did drop yeah, in did. that, like a rolling 24 hour period. Of yeah, it wasn't a single daily yeah. candle, but it was. Uh, yeah, but that's that's what I mean. And uh, it took so long in 2017. And I, and I yeah. hope. Uh, I try not to get overly excited about the price being, you know, so close to 20k right now because you you do have to remember it took a while last time. You know, just as you said, yeah. it took, uh, yeah. you know, between 60 and 80 days of just roughing it or you know f sloshing around uh, that all-time high and 
pulling yeah. back, we you know, be here for double like digit days. percentages. Yeah, and the one thing I wanted to add there is that a lot of chop. <laughs> the the longer it takes, the better uh, yeah. for everybody, right? It gives everybody a chance to, uh, you know, you want to, you now's your chance, you know, you want to accumulate more. You you have a maybe have a couple more weeks to do what you want to do, make some changes, give it some more thought, um, and and it allows people for dumping more their whole power. Christmas bonus in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it allows for. It allows for a, a nice shakeout of people who are not strong hands because I'd prefer there were more strong hands in this than, than weak. Like I want people who are ready to hold this shit for another couple of years, you know. Um, and, and the longer it takes, the I think the more powerful the break will end up being. Uh, you know, you don't want to go up too fast just like as much as I'd love to just jump to 100K tomorrow, uh, it's just not, that's not going to end up being all that helpful, right? You need to build support. You need to pick up steam. You need to build up momentum, um, build some strength, uh, get the community behind it, more people rallying behind it. Then it feels like it's, you're you know, really heading in the right direction. But if it's just speculative pump and dump, we just pump and it's, you know, it's not that it's not for nothing, but I'd prefer a more solid foundation. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And, and that's what I was saying. The big difference between this and 2017, you know, 2017, we were only there for like a day. It was right. over. I mean, like that whole period was volatile. I mean, like I even remember that it was the, well, this is, yeah, the, the 17th when we topped at basically, you know, 19.5 or whatever, 19.6, where we puked over the next, you know, few days all the way. We puked for like a week straight, dude, down to 11K. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And Bitcoin never even reclaimed the high, but that was when that, it was basically like a you know two week period to three week period where every altcoin just was going off and it was like the ERC twenty tokens were going off all together and then like certain private coins were going off. I mean it was mm. it, it was interesting to see how you know different you know uniform coins were just going off and it was ridiculous. Um, and, you know some went off you know maybe in late December and others didn't happen to the first or second week or first week of January. Um, and it just it was interesting to see you know because. You know, they talk about it in equity markets rotation. And that was basically what you saw. You know, it was people rotating from Bitcoin mm. to shit coins. Right. You know, it never reclaimed that high. But the shit coins pumped to unbelievable highs from there. You know, and, right. and obviously people offloading to Tether or into dollars and other fiat currencies. But, you know, there are people obviously offloading into crypto for the purpose of, you know, whatever. Not. You know, that it's actually a good point I, to talk about is there's a big difference you're cutting out by the uh, way. 2017 and can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You just repeat like the last 20 seconds, whatever, when you just started. Sorry about that. No, 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 you're good. Uh, one of the biggest differences between 2017 and now 2020 going into 2021 is that you're right. In January, you had a lot of profit taking um, kind of out of Bitcoin into altcoins and in the stable coins and tether and all that stuff was like still on the smaller side back then you know single digit billions now you have 25 billion dollars worth of stable coins and it bitcoin has shifted from not being as much of the reserve asset in altcoin trading land but tether is doing a good job of picking up steam there and you know one could say like, oh, that's bearish for Bitcoin. It's like losing its reserve status in the altcoin space. But I think the reality is uh, like stable coins are good for traders. They want that kind of unit of account that they can um, 
uh, utilize. And if they want to save some in Bitcoin, they can they can do that too. But the mental costs are probably easier when you have stable coins involved. And and I think as um, stable coins play out, and it, even if if people anticipate that the riskiness of stable coins is going up and increasing, then maybe Bitcoin gets some of that reserve status back. Like it's you know, like, well, if I really want to hold something safe, I'll, I'll hold Bitcoin. Um, so I think that's a big difference this time around from from, or from 2017 to now. So as we go forward, I think stable coins will keep uh, growing and that kind of profit taking and all that stuff will kind of, uh, Bitcoin might be a little bit more insulated from that, I, I hope. So I thought it was interesting. Tether's now, it's four. I knew it was high up in the market cap, but it's number four now. And it's soon to probably take over XRP or Ripple. Yeah. And then probably Ethereum eventually too, I imagine. Unless yeah. they start moving, I imagine. It'll take, and I, I even thought, and the speculative ones, it would have been overtook the Bitcoin market cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be a absolutely insane but i i think it's important and the one thing to be worried about is i can totally see there being a hundred billion dollars worth of stable coins by the end of this which because it's it's just it's just fiat that's saying i want to be in this ecosystem they're sending if anybody knows anything about just trading in the space uh from sending wire transfers to exchanges getting access to stable coins using that to send to other exchanges it's they're useful like they they have hey, they have some use in that space i'm not totally. don't i'm not a conspiracy theorist but this is like the federal reserve or other central bank balance sheets look at this since since march and april look at that yep you can't you can't say there is a correlation in the price of bitcoin and altcoins oh yeah absolutely and i, I think <laughs> look at that like even even it's absurd and it's you know you can see the the how the money is flowing into the as that class, like literally as it's being yeah. printed right and and it's and it's going right into the right into the ecosystem so it's you know to me it all makes I can't sense believe as, the, this as, is fucking, as tether grows as this isn't like sanctions or whatever grow. or like you know what i mean like well my my fear is that if tether gets to 100 billion dollars worth uh like total market cap it uh, more questions like a lot of questions space, Dude, which like it's yeah, a 20 so, billion market cap that's a lot you know. No, it, it, it's it's a lot. So once it starts getting really big, uh, my only concern is more that there's just more eyes on it because it's so big at that point. But um, I'm hoping that stable coins and and this is kind of the conclusion I'm starting to come to. Stable coins and Bitcoin will just end up being so useful that it will um, just like be allowed to continue for kind of longer than we think. Yeah. Um, no, it's just too I, I useful. Uh, and JP Morgan wants to have their own coin, Gemini coin. I mean, like, there's going to be such an obvious market for this. It's like, oh, this is clearly working. It's growing. Um, let's let's look into this. How can we digitize the uh, the money, integrate it into wallets, create a new industry? I, there's just going to be so much capital flowing into that that I think, um, as 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 fearful as I can get with this kind of stuff and with FUD and banning and regulation, all that bullshit. I, I ultimately think there's going to be just too much money to be made and it's, it's too useful. It's already useful. All that $20 billion worth of tether. It's literally just for speculation at this point. And that's perfectly fine. It's, it's the use cases are building. It needs to financialize before, uh, it can be anything useful to you and me besides fucking holding it and hoping yeah, it, um, I was gonna say Tether is 
19.7 billion and then you got USD coin which is 3.3 billion um, so you got 23 billion in stable coins there and then I looked down the list and there's one that's just shy of a billion so I mean there's probably you know close to 26 27 billion dollars at least of stable coins you know yeah if not more um, you know I'm just and I'm just pulling that off the top coin because as soon as I go down they're gonna get to the hundreds of millions you know obviously take longer but so I'd say it Probably stable coins wise, there's at least 25, 26 billion, um, which is pretty insane because that, you know, I mean, think about that market cap could 10x and that's only 250 billion. So, you know, it could, it could go a long way from here. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And I think they're honestly, uh, I don't think stable coins compete with Bitcoin all that much. I think they're all part of the same ecosystem. They're super useful. I personally don't use them, uh, but I, I know that they're useful from a well, from trading the, standpoint and, and the, you know, for regulatory for exchanges that don't want to have to deal with dealing with fiat banks as much or whatever, or certain banks don't deal with them. It gives them an option to have a trading pair. Right. It's just instead of having, I mean. you know, something traded because like a lot of all coins, Will trade against Bitcoin or trade against Ethereum, depending on what the like the ERC twenty tokens will. So um, it gives it a pair. So it gives Bitcoin. You know, you have Bitcoin tether USDT, which is tether. You'll have Ethereum yeah. USDT, XRP USDT, um, and you'll see it a lot. Like I think Binance. I'm pretty sure the futures trade in USDT. I could be wrong, but like so, you I know. Think, yeah, I think you're right. So it, it's just. Um, it's it's needed in this ecosystem, and you didn't. I don't. Really, I don't think it was a thing. Well, I guess we could look at Tether's history. Tether's been around since what twenty. It's always been a thing, but even don't you remember in twenty seventeen, like a lot of Tether fud. Like I remember being afraid to use it. I'm like, this thing's fud, gonna you know. blow up. There's yeah, we all thought it was it. How, how do I know? And blah blah blah. Oh, it's I still remember Tether fud was a big thing. I remember. Yeah. So, uh, and now it's becoming more normalized that it's pretty you know it's useful and it's surprising how useful it is <laughs> who's the person who gets to print this tether they gotta be fucking rich as fuck i'm sorry <laughs> you yeah, want to talk about someone who's just made a killing they just get tethers and they just print them and then just trade them for dollars because there's there's the us dollar usdt pair of exchanges you know the fiat so you can literally send your tether to like certain exchanges will have you know us dollar versus usdt or the Euro, mm. Euro versus USDT. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that is weird. Stable That's versus wacky. stable. That's why. Not really stable, but you get my point. <laughs> yeah, stable coins are inherently instable. We've seen them trade to a premium and at a discount, deep <laughs> discounts at, at certain times. Um, Dude, you remember? Yeah. 132. And I remember, yeah. I even remember the, there was this one over here. Um, in 20 was it 20 yeah in april no yeah there was there was another one where really maybe i was around then but there was there was another one i remember where where someone was talking about there was a swing it swung like 10 percent down or something that might have been yeah. up there yeah and they literally bought it and you know wrote it back up to buck because it always goes back to dollar <laughs> yeah it's, it is pretty pretty insane yeah so uh it's it this is going to be an interesting uh, next year. I, that's all I know. Like geopolitically, markets-wise, just broad-based, whether we're talking, you know, foreign uh, currencies or foreign exchange, whatever you want to say, or commodities. Which I mean, like we've talked about before, lumber futures in the past. Like that was this year was ridiculous. I can find lumber futures. Ah, oh, there we go. 
I mean, it's 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 and it's ripping again. I haven't looked at the chart in a few weeks, but holy shit, dude! You know what I mean? Like, lumber went you know up basically like four hundred percent this year, or three hundred percent. You know, in a very short amount of time. And even now, in the last basically month, it's pumped, or more than that, two months, it's pumped hard. Obviously, sixty percent, dude. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah. Markets are going wild for anything that's scarce, right? It's the uh, <clears throat> the lumber markets have been an interesting thing to watch as the expansion of the money supply and the Fed balance sheet has continued, and uh, even just economically speaking. Um, you know, it's crazy that the price of lumber is going up, but, you know, people are restricted in certain states from even like building anything or working and doing stuff. So it's like this struggle of supply and demand between areas of the world where, you know, production can continue and there's uh, things are going back to normal. And then not having that in certain areas makes the whole thing just really complicated, especially when it comes to the price of goods. No, it's... It, We've hit a interesting time, especially like now more than ever. Like international business, not that it's not ha- it's happening, but like people can't travel. This has made things really weird. Like there's no international, there's no business travel anymore. There's no seminars. There's no whatever trade shows. There's nothing. There's no, yeah. You know, everything's online. You know, you don't you don't even well, there's people buy companies and they never meet the owners. They never meet the you know never even go to the job site. You know, what I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, a lot, a lot is, uh, a lot has changed in a very short period of time, and uh, I think you know some of it's here to say, some of it's not. Like it'll totally go back to normal. I've almost find it hard to believe going and doing shit in public so much fun. <laughs> like yeah. even just like the simple thing of going to uh, going to eat inside, you, to a you know, like just the and you know the conferences just. It sounds weird. I've been doing a lot of virtual conferences at work. They're fine. I'm happy to attend. Uh, it is what it is. It's actually more efficient from like a me getting the information I need to know standpoint. The problem is uh, in-person, in-real-life conferences are awesome. <laughs> it's fun to network and connect with people and uh, especially Bitcoin conferences, dude. Like when I went to Bitcoin 2019, I had an absolute blast. Great people to meet. Uh, it's fun, you know, speculate, speculating on this stuff, talking about Bitcoin, talking about macro, just, you know, very philosophical shit. You can like only feel comfortable doing in person. That's not going to, that's not going to go away. There's it's people are social, you know, they, they want to do that kind of stuff. You're I don't, social, I don't see that. social beings. I, yeah. I pulled up the Tesla chart because again, this is just an example of the ridiculousness of this year. Uh, it pulled back 63% and then has went up 850% since that bottom. Yeah, that's I mean, insane. Elon Musk is about to have a trillion dollar company. I mean, it's a $578 billion company that makes, what, less than 1% of the world's cars? Yep. It, I am, I'm almost positive it's less than 1%. Um, and again, this is where like things are just getting wacky in markets. Like Tesla's going far beyond anyone could ever dreamed. Um, what was it? Kathy Woods. What was her target? Her target was something. I ridiculous. think it's like four thousand or something. And so Tesla did the share split. What was it? Five for one. So Tesla would be over three thousand. I'll be thirty one hundred almost. Yeah, she like. Dude, she, she was right. Calling it. Yeah, she was right. 
it just doesn't it stop. It just doesn't stop. Yeah, I think um, it's so, also so interesting uh, just with, you know, you can see where capital is flowing as <laughs> as it looks for the places where it thinks it would be most productive. And the, the, the I don't even, I don't know if it's the crazy part, but it, it seems like all of a sudden, you know, Tesla's like your store of value. It's like, oh, they're doing cool stuff. Like, hmm, yeah. might as well, what is well buy that? And it really isn't that much more complicated of an investment than that. <laughs> uh, the, the the flip side is though, um, there this expectation of you know absolutely taking over the transportation space, which is like it's so early for that to, for you to call it now, um, and just say, oh, it's like they make less than one percent of the world's cars, even on an annual basis. Uh, you know, do you really expect them to start producing that much more? And it's like, well, you know, I, I mean, I guess that anything's possible. It just seems like it's mispriced today because it's hard to see that happening, right? Like it, as of today. But yeah, uh, not saying it's not possible, but it, it it seems like there's just so much dislocations from money printer go burr and everything else. Like there's just almost too much wackiness with with a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, I agree, and it'll be interesting. I mean, this if this monthly candle closes the doji, I'd say watch out. But uh, that's 18 days away. I'm not going to speculate on that. I'm just saying, you know, it's all thin air. I mean, the, these people are buying at these ridiculous prices on companies. Like, you're okay. You're buying Tesla at 580 billion dollar market cap. A double is over a trillion dollar company. So, like, in order for you to even see, a, I know four times your money is a lot, but that's two trillion. This becomes a two trillion dollar company, or comes a two point one five trillion dollar company. That's just insane. That's ludicrous. But again, I could be wrong because we're printing like soon to be Weimar Republic levels, you know. And so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tesla goes to four thousand with the share split, which would make it a twenty thousand dollar stock before the share split. And Kathy Woods is right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I at this point, like I think you and I've learned anything is possible. Right. And it's so hard because it's like anything is possible. And especially with uh, just the easy money, just easy money allows for all kinds of craziness to happen. And it's almost like I, I, I cross my fingers and hope that um, as much of it goes in the right direction as possible to entrepreneurs who are doing productive things and really trying to help out and make this uh, planet a better place. But, you know, a lot of the times it's fucking <laughs> sent to rent seeking businesses that aren't super productive and not making life any easier on anybody. So that's why I'm, I'm glad to see <laughs> so much money going into tether. Cause I think that's my proxy of so much money going into Bitcoin. And you know, I, I, I want that to go up. Cause I think that um, has the most impact on everyone for sure since money is like the foundation of how society kind of builds and goes up and it sounds like kind of heady but it's like super basic one-on-one shit <laughs> in order for any of this stuff around us to exist you need uh something to be able to trade for some for other stuff so you can make stuff and that's that's money right you need that third good you need a good money to, uh, it's very fucking useful and if we're about to have a better one i mean Greener, uh, blue skies ahead, man, for sure. Yeah, no, it's just getting ridiculous. I'm trying to play this. The crypto market cap is now per CoinGecko like 570 billion, so we're getting close to the former high. Um, you know, yeah, 
it'll be crazy when it when the total it's market smaller, hits yeah. a trillion for the, the crypto, first time. Wait, holy shit! The crypto market cap and Tesla are the same size. Hmm. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. Interesting. Yeah, that is hilarious. Maybe they'll both go to ten trillion. <laughs> uh, that would be that would be something. Yeah, that would be something. Our purchasing power would be absolute dog shit, though. Yeah, yeah, money, money won't be all that. Well, I don't know anymore. Well, and that and that's the thing. Like you know, one of the biggest issues, and I, I went to touch on this earlier, is like the the propaganda these days of free money and that like you know free everything and people don't take in the consequences. Like there's no such thing as a free lunch, and that so much applies with free. Well, you know, when with sound money, you know, if you don't understand it basically like printing money is only devaluing your currency when you're giving free money out the reason they're giving people the whatever the 600 the 1200 stimulus checks is to like make them happy so they can go print trillions of dollars bail out companies to the tunes of trillions not just billions of time bailing out companies to the tune of trillions of dollars you know what i mean it's insane and they're all yeah. doing it that's why they're you know giving out 600 um, and people think, oh, they're printing money to help poor people. No, all it's doing is destroying or disenfranchising, whatever way you want to put it, the middle class, just making poor people less wealthy because their currency is getting worthless and wealthy people who want to last us. And I'm not against owning wealth. Obviously, we aren't here. We are very much, you know, go try to make as much money as you can type people. But my point is like the, the ultra ultra, the, the Bill Gates, the Jeff Bezos of the world, the Tim Cook, where they're just, it doesn't matter. I mean, their network just keeps going up because printer go burr and stocks only go up. Yeah, that's a, it's just a perfect example of the Cantillon effect and being closer to the money spigot. The closer you are, you're getting discounted, um, extended credit at a, at a deep discount compared to what the average person can, can borrow at, uh, makes it very, uh, makes it a lot easier to accumulate even, even more capital. And it's funny because um, th those same folks are also uh, so adamant about um, helping the most impoverished and, and they can't really s see the most obvious thing. Um, but, you know, as, as shitty as that is, I think uh, number go up, number go up helps fix that, right? I, I hope it draws some attention to uh, you start walking down the rabbit hole when Bitcoin goes up in price and you have questions and you're curious. It's like, well, why is that going up in price? Like, I, you know, I heard about it in 2013, 2017, thought it was going away. Uh, you question that a little bit more and you find out this narrative of, you know, digital gold is taking over and people are starting to be, to believe that it's scarce, right? You and I know that it, it's scarce, but it takes a little bit of a mental leap to to get over the fact that something could be both digital and scarce at the same time. And, and once that starts to click, I think um, the the uh, the veil, like the the tide will go out and the emperor will have no clothes with like the whole inflation and money printing. Like it'll be a lot more obvious that that's not as helpful <laughs> as people make it, make it sound when they're talking about yeah. printing the money and handing it out. And I was going to say what we should do, and I was just thinking about this when you were speaking, was uh, we should go through the Bitcoin standard and just go through even just the, the prior to Bitcoin stuff, all the history of money. We should just read excerpts from it and kind of go over it. I think that'd be good for an episode or even a couple episodes. You know, we could do it by chapter or whatever. Um, yeah. It'd be a good thing. I think it'd make for good content. But uh, I was going to add on to that. It's like they're really, uh, you know, people do not think about the, the consequence of printing money. And like you and I, I'm, I know I'm a little younger than you, but I know like things are more expensive now in 2020 than they were when I was a kid, you know, in the 2000s. I just know they are. Like whether you're talking about candy bars, soda, 
water bottles, bag of chips, meat, you name it, sandwiches. Like if you get a Jimmy John's receipt from 10 years ago, the sandwich is cheaper. There's just no, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> right. You know, right. like and $5 foot longs from Subway don't exist anymore. <laughs> like you get, Oh my a, God. That's true. That's true. Like it, you know, it, it's everywhere. You see, whether, or you go to a McDonald's, you know, you name it, dude, everything's, everything's going up in price. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good point. It's a good point. Yeah, that's probably a good way to wrap it up, dude. Yeah, we we no. talked about a lot. It was a good co- way to good. to come back Just strong, dude, after an hour. A, Yeah, and after a couple of months, not uh, not yeah. catching up about it. But yeah, I mean, there we still have so much to talk about. A lot's happened. Uh, we'll we'll jump into a lot of this stuff in, in more detail. Yeah, yeah, plenty to talk about. It's going to be an exciting uh, exciting times. Yeah, and if, if yeah. anyone, I don't know if I already did our my, you know. I apologize to anyone who listened. If I had, we hadn't recorded, you know, obviously you said you were, you were out of town for like a month and I had been moving around, so it just hadn't worked out, but we'll get back on track here today. I don't know how many listeners there are, might be 30, might be 40, but <laughs> we will be recording more podcasts, okay? And things should get interesting soon, no matter what. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, thank, thanks for checking Episode out the podcast. Episode 101. Yeah, like and subscribe. Uh, you know, you remember all that stuff. Send us uh, a DM. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We appreciate the listens. Uh, share it with your friends and family if you think this will be useful. But definitely, the most important thing you could do is like, subscribe, leave a review. It definitely, uh, definitely helps out. So, all right, have a good one. Peace. Peace.